everybody. Welcome to episode 74 of It's Just Bodybuilding. My friend Dusty Hanshawn, myself, Big Ron Partlow. Welcome fitness Olympia champion Missy Truscott to the episode on It's Just Bodybuilding. Dusty. Wow, that's a good word. I'm doing pretty good. We got another Olympia champ on today. Yeah, I had to beg, send money. There was a lot of things that went on. Oh, I heard it went differently than that. So Valid. She was actually, uh, she listens to the show as part of her prep, which basically means we won an Olympia, is that, how I look at it. That freaks me out, and I find it hard to believe, but it's nice of her to say. Yeah, I asked her like three questions just to make sure. And she got them all right? Yeah. I was like, oh, right. okay. You're, you're trustworthy. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, so yeah, now we got... Got her on the board. We got a lot of questions for her, which is good to see. And uh, the we have more lady followers than I thought because my DMs kind of lit up with the fact that we have uh, a female on the show. So good news. Yeah, there's some appreciation out there. So but before we get going, got to do the like, share, subscribe, comment, bell. ring the bell, all that stuff early on in the episode. Make sure we get that out there. Insert fancy graphic. Yes. 74 episodes and we got this shit ready now. It's amazing. You know, by the time we get to 100, it'll prob- well, possibly look like we know what we're doing. Or at least that Scott has tamed it in some way, shape, or Or Scott has hired someone to just do it for him. <laughs> we'll see. We'll Makes see. sense. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's bring, uh, let's bring Missy on with no further adieu. Love that word. That's my French accent, Dusty. We're solid. Hey, there she is. <laughs> So congratulations. I mean, obviously, you know, dream come true, all the hard work, all the mental chats you probably had with yourself for a long time. Um, you know, how does it feel now to sit back and, and just sort of be the champ for a couple of weeks? Thank you. Yeah, um, it's starting to really sink in now. It's been like a super long journey. Um, it's funny because like, Dusty is someone I actually watched on YouTube growing up in Canada, you know, back when you're with iForce, Mm -hmm. um, I would watch like your YouTube video. So it's super like, it's just kind of like a full circle. Like everything's kind of like coming back around. I'm getting more like recognition from people and, you know, they're recognizing the hard work I've put in. Um, But yeah, you know, this is just kind of like the beginning now, you know, being Miss Fitness Olympia and winning the Arnold Classic too, it's kind of like lit a new fire inside of me where it's like, now I need to work harder. Like there's these younger girls kind of on my tail now and it's like, it's freaking go time. Like I'm ready. (laughs) Yeah. Tell us, uh, tell us how you got started in competing. I know you're from Canada, um, but yeah. So how, how did you actually get on stage to, to begin with? So I started lifting when I was like 17-ish. I was a competitive gymnast and cheerleader. Um, And then from there, I trained for probably a solid two years. Um, And then I started competing at the, um, like, now it's called CPA, but at the time it was CPA in Ontario. Um, So I competed, like, at the regional level, and then I went to provincials um, all within a summer, and then won my pro card in uh, 2012 in New Westminster, 
British Columbia. <laughs> yeah, out, out, in, out in my neck of the woods. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got your pro card at the Nationals out here. Yeah. So, so uh, that was quite the medal ceremony. Yeah, I was a little rattled because, you know, you have to be a good, um, you, you, you got to be able to lose too, right? Like in that moment, I knew in my heart, I freaking dominated the physique round. Like I knew, you know, th- they would have to like really execute their routines, Oksana and Whitney to be in that first place. And I knew I brought it too. So the judges do have a hard job. Um, I wouldn't want to be a judge. Yep. So in that moment on stage, when Bob called me for second, you know, I was just kind of like, well, it is what it is. Like I have a great support system. Like my husband loves me no matter what. It's not like the money's going to change my life. It is a lot of money, but we're fine. You know, like it's, yeah. I do this because I love to compete. Um, I don't do it for the money. Um, so at the time I was just kind of like, Oh crap, I guess we'll get another second place medal. I'll have to try harder next year. Like yeah. some, she beat me. It is what it is. But, um, when Bob called me back and took the medal back, I was like, okay, what's happening now? Is Whitney moving up? Am I moving down? Like something's happening. And I guess people in the audience started filming my husband because he like stood up and he was like pacing back and forth. And Kenny <laughs> and John were like doing the same thing. They were like all yelling in the audience. So yeah, it was pretty cool. You're, you're talking about uh, Kenny from, uh, the, po- the posing coach, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you work with him the whole time. He's he's awesome. He's the best. I mean, I, like I when I lived in Connecticut, I would go and see him at the um, super training gym and um, the powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's just awesome. He's so passionate. And yeah, it, he's great. If you haven't posed with him or your listeners, I definitely recommend. He does do like Skype calls and stuff. So uh, yeah. he's great. So you're standing there. They call you back. Didn't Dana say something to you? Didn't DLB say something to you? Um, Heard her say something? Yeah, she she was like, I think you're okay. I think you're okay. And I'm like, all right, I don't know what that means. And then I can hear other girls on the stage like, you got Stephen Harvey and all this. And I'm like, who's Stephen Harvey? Like, I didn't get (laughs) I'm waiting for these memes to come out. Nothing has come out yet, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. Yeah, we were we were watching at home, and and we we immediately thought, you know, this has to be a first. There's no way they're gonna like bump down. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we, you know, everyone was really happy to see that win. Did did you feel like um, do you feel like the crowd was really happy for you? I think so. Yeah. Cause like I, when they called me second, I heard booze and like, what the heck? Like yelling and stuff. And I'm like, okay, like keep smiling. It's okay. Like it, it's fine. Whatever. You get a check, you get a cool medal. Like it's all good. Happy right. to be here kind of thing. Um, and then when they called me back, I heard more booze and I'm like, are they mad about Oksana? Like what's happening? But as of right now, like, you know, we all work really hard to, be that entertainment factor for the um, like whether it's the Mr. Olympia or the Arnold sports festival. So, you know, hats off to all the fitness girls who, who bring it because, you know, we freaking train hard, just as hard as everyone else. And a lot of us have some crazy injuries that we're working through. So it's that's, just, that's always my argument with that is uh, 
you guys have to have the same conditioning as the rest of us, but then also put on a routine like that. And I'm like, I'm just happy I can walk across the stage and kind of get it done exhausted. I can't imagine being like, oh, now act like you feel as good as you've ever felt. Right. And you've been eating and then put on this routine and just practice it for months on end. You know what I, I mean? I, I always say that by the time I get to the show, I would always be so banged up that I would like have to make a decision on whether I was going to do any kneeling, twisting poses oh. in my routine or not. Yeah. <laughs> and if I was healthy, I'd do like a kneeling shot. And if I wasn't healthy, I wouldn't kneel. And, and then I see the fitness, the fitness competitors come out and just, you know, and I, just think, man, there's a different so, world. So um, John Meadows is my coach, and uh, Terrence Rough Diesel on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He he was up in our suite doing some like posing and stuff with John, and um, like his body, like how you were saying, like you're just kind of like completely dead. His body was like pop, 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 pop as he would like start flexing, like crack, 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 crack. Mm-hmm. And, Oh damn! Like, but he he was peeled. He looked really good. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know it's crazy because I do train like a bodybuilder under John. You know, we're doing like push pull legs. Um, my off season because I had to bring up my back to be competitive with um, against Oksana and Whitney. We did a like a phase where it was six weeks of back three times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just so intense, so intense. And then the legs was like six weeks, three days a week of legs. Um, mind you, we weren't squatting every every third day or whatever. It was like maybe once a week. But, you know, it was hard. Like, I freaking killed it. But I'm, I'm glad to be – I'm glad that it all, like, paid off, you know? What, what, what was the first thing John Meadows said when he talked to him? When I, when I won? Yeah. He, he – I think he knew in his heart that I was going to win. Like even on all my training, like plans and everything, he would put like Olympia win. he, he believed in me a lot. And same with my husband. Um, it's just kind of like having that belief in yourself. And I think why I placed second last year was because I knew, I think deep down in my heart that I really wasn't there mentally to be the champ. Um, and I think maybe <clears throat> he saw that too. Whereas mm-hmm. now I have more of like this confidence and I'm ready to be an ambassador of the sport. And I think they really rewarded me with that. And I, you know, just brought a whole new level of myself. Yeah. Well, I thought your, your physique, I mean, the physique was kind of, I, I hate to not, not show anybody else, but I knew before the show you would win those physique rounds. Um, was it a little bit, um, I don't know, exciting or a little extra, um, and not, not in a bad way, but in a positive way that Oksana and you work together to bring up your routine. And then that ends up being the reason that you're able to, uh, to win. I mean, essentially you were winning the physique round in my opinion for a couple of years. So. Thank you. Um, so Oksana and I worked together for the Arnold, which yeah. was March. Um, she helped me with my intro of the routine, which was great. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, very artsy and we have, very different styles. So, um, as I, you know, started getting ready for the Olympia, um, I just knew that like, I wasn't going to use her obviously because she's my competition. Right. (laughs) Doesn't really work. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, so yeah, mentally I knew I wasn't going to use her and we just have different styles. Mm -hmm. I, 
Yeah, I just, uh, sorry, what was the question again? (laughs) (laughs) No, basically just how was it, I mean, having, because she had essentially stepped away from the sport and then you did some work with her and obviously, you know, she's an icon in the sport and now here you are, you fast forward and it's like, you know, now you're, you're it kind of, you said it's a full circle. Now you're beating people who you used to look up to right. and even, and even it helped you in some way along the way, even if it's not used now, is that just kind of extra? Um, I don't know, like there's something you look at and go, man, like I've arrived, I'm, I'm competing with and even beating people I've looked up to for years. I mean, they were around for, for a long time when you were, you know, shooting up the ranks, like you yeah. said, essentially, essentially you were to them what you're looking back at now is the, uh, the hungry ones coming up, you know? Right. For sure. Yeah. No, it's definitely like something that's, it's like a huge accomplishment for myself. Mm-hmm. I, I talked to Whitney Jones about it. Her and I kind of had like a little heart to heart. She was a uh, two time <laughs> Olympia. Also someone I've like really looked up to in the sport. Um, we always stay in contact, but I said to her, like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, I, I kind of like, I feel like bad, you know, because she was the champ, you know, mm-hmm. like, no, this is your time. Like you need to like relish in this, like enjoy every moment of it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You're right. So yeah, I think we we're all like super tight and we all really genuinely care about each other because we know what we go through. Um, mm-hmm. but it's just, you know, matter of time before, you know, the younger people start coming up and, um, it, really perfecting their physiques. It, it's uh, it's another reminder, you know, Oksana, you know, you working with her and 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 getting better and then actually beating her. Um, it's 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 another example of, I think, what you know, bodybuilding, the physique culture has always had in it, which is people help each other out, and and it's at all levels like you know the legendary story of Kevin LeBron helping Ronnie in the hotel room and then the next day Ronnie beat him for the first time you know mm-hmm. or or Phil uh, you know Jay Jay seeing Phil at that show and saying you could be something special and then he winds up losing the sandal to him you know 8 years later and 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 there's all these stories of like the best people in the world reaching down to help others and then that turns out to be the next you know, the next Jedi, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> and, you know, is that is that how you, you feel about everything in, in your sport with the, the fitness that everyone's like that? Absolutely. And I, I'm really proud for this Olympia alone because I, I you probably have like a lot of bodybuilder followers. Um, but what people don't realize is this fitness Olympia was like the biggest ever. It would be like, say, Dorian and Ronnie being able to come back and um, like Hunter being able to step on stage with them. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. Me being able to compete against Oksana, four-time Miss Olympia, Whitney, like who can say that they were able to step on stage with Ronnie? Maybe they weren't at their prime or like right. in their best state, but I still got to do it, you know? Like she mm-hmm. came out of retirement. I got to stand next to her. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a really it's a really big deal for me. <laughs> yeah. Was was she the champ when you started training? Who yeah, was your... her, her and Adela Garcia were. They were right. always going back and forth. Right. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's some full circle right there. You're you're watching her win when you're getting started. <laughs> totally. yeah. yeah. So one thing that we love about you 
aside from the fact that you actually watch a show, which blew my mind. I was like, <laughs> what? She watches a show? So, I would be going for my walks and like listening while well, I listen on like. Yeah, listen. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but the, the, the other thing that we love about you, well, I guess the Canadian thing I love about you too. So now there's a few things. So, <laughs> so, so uh, it, it's the training. We know how you train because you train with John. And we know you're doing incline barbell presses and we know you're doing like all sorts of nasty bullshit on leg day. And we know that you're lifting heavy weights and you got, you know, I've seen photos of you with like chalk and, you know, you're all like going hard with like uh, the big power bar on the, with the big fat part in the middle. You're doing inclines with those one day. Yep. And shoulder bar. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we just love that you train like that and, and you know, how, how how has your training evolved to get to that point? You know, you probably get a lot of people who think that it's they're that they don't want to train like that, but they have to. Totally. Um. So I I feel like I've always had that like bodybuilder kind of mentality growing up because I had people like Dusty I would follow on YouTube. Um. You know, Jay Cutler, Ronnie. It was just something that I always wanted to do. And I, I do find like I release a lot of just like built up anger or whatever kind of in the gym. It's like, I know it's like cliche, but it is kind of like a therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's just something I love to do. I was super competitive with cheerleading and gymnastics and it kind of rolled me over into this whole realm of like fitness. Um, so I hope that you know, I can start bringing in younger girls who graduate college and don't have that outlet of gymnastics or cheer anymore, that they'll come over into the fitness division. Um, Well, I think a lot of people too, I mean, one thing I hope, and I think you do a pretty good job and it's, it's going to be magnified even more now because I mean, you've won everything essentially is that you have a very feminine physique and look top to bottom but you train like a freak. And I think there's always that crossover where people don't understand that the training is the reason that you can have the muscle mass you have without delving into other things that you don't want to do. You know what I mean? And that's where I feel things get missed is I see girls and I get, you know, obviously clients that will send their, their training videos. And I'm like, was that a warm up? <laughs> yeah. Like you really want to make sure, like, were you sending me a form video because I need to see you train? And they're like, no, 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 that was my set. And I'm like, no. So, I mean, I would love to see you guys put out more content showing the training because I I think people look at your physique and they, they don't realize that it's a same intensity of someone like Ron, myself, Kai, all these guys that people know to be freaks to create a sculpted physique like yours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just feel like a lot of the um, the females want to use a scalpel in the gym when sometimes a sledgehammer is what they're looking for. Yeah, wow, that's a really good analogy. And I agree 100% with that. Um, you do have to, you have to like, something needs to like switch in your mind where you need to be able to like unleash. And I got that from John. Like there's a lot in the tank that you just need to kind of like empty out. Um, but it is like an everyday, all day type mentality. You have to make sure that you're eating enough, like if you are in your off season so that you can fuel that workout and, 
you know, make sure that you're not getting injured when you're training, but you are lifting heavy. Um, that's one thing I really learned with this off season. Um, yeah, I had to get a little fluffier, but I mean, it is what it is. You still have to like freaking go hard, right? <laughs> I just love that you said that because it's, as you know, and I'm sure you get it's everyone wants to remain Instagram ready but then they wonder why they are down a pound next season when they compete and they look the same or worse. Right. And it's like, but you just said it. You you made the short-term sacrifice for the long-term goal. And, and that just, you know, those are the things that I feel like we kind of try to drive through on the show is what are people not seeing? You know, the training, the eating. I mean, I'm sure you don't love, you know, being heavier. You, you love walking around looking like you do now, but you want to win. Right. Exactly. And that's the biggest thing. Like, what are you going to like sacrifice to do to win? Mm -hmm. Um, so like, you know, it is hard sometimes like mentally right now, like putting on like a little bit of weight, um, and then posting on Instagram, like you're not that ripped self anymore, Mm -hmm. but is it like in that moment? Yeah. Okay. It kind of sucks, whatever. But like, six months down the road when you're Miss Fitness Olympia, like it's all, it's all worth it. Like who cares? You know? <laughs> so the way you train, you know, I'm, I know you're probably doing cluster sets on the pendulum squad and all sorts of nasty John Meadows stuff, um, yeah. which is that's how I train too. So um, how do you manage, like, you know, you, you mentioned injuries earlier, but like how much, management of your joints and your wrists and your shoulders and stuff did you have to do pretty much all year you know what was your routine so I haven't really talked about this um on any like shows or podcasts or anything no one really knows this except my husband and John um but I did have um a shoulder injury this entire prep um both elbows are completely shot, um, you know, <laughs> cortisone shots and stuff in them. Um, so I am looking tomorrow. I actually have a doctor's appointment for my left elbow. So I'm hoping that everything's fine with it, but if it's not, this is the perfect time to get it looked at and get it all figured out. Um, but it's the same thing. Like as I get older, like I just have to make sure I'm warming up that my form is good Um, if certain exercises are hurting it, then I have to kind of take the gas off a little on it and try something else that's not going to irritate it. Um, but yeah, Dusty, I got to say one thing. You posted a freaking video on YouTube about ham curls, like maybe two months ago or something. No, maybe Uh, about a month ago. Yeah. And you talked about how you drive your pelvis into the pad. Mm Mm-hmm. I literally have been doing hamstrings. I haven't felt my hamstrings in 17 years until I watched that video. (laughs) I tell my husband every time I train hamstrings, I'm like, you just got to tilt your pelvis in and really squeeze it up. And I swear to God, like hamstrings have never felt this good before. (laughs) It's it's a wacky thing when you train with weight, you know, because when I was younger, I would do like a dumbbell leg curl, you know, with it in your feet. Mm-hmm. And I'd use like a 120 pound dumbbell and I had no hamstrings and then yeah. it clicks one day and all of a sudden the 70 is kicking the shit out of you. You can barely get the reps cause you're doing it right. And you're like, so I wasted how many years right. <laughs> doing a back glute curl movement. <laughs> right. 
And I have zero lower back pain now when I train legs. Yeah. That's... I warm up with the hamstring. You know, it's it's freaking crazy. So <laughs> it is awesome though, because there's one of those things where I think we all kind of steal gems here and there. And I try to John actually trained wrote a lot of my training years ago. Yeah. And uh, I'll still to this day, I'll put something up like I've posted the the rear delt swing so many times. Oh, yeah. That that's now my movement. I'm like, actually, <laughs> right. Yeah. That was taught to me like a decade ago, but whatever. <laughs> you know, because people will tag me and they're like, oh, and Dusty's movement. I'm like, I've never invented a single movement in the gym in my life. Right, right. <laughs> how, how, how often would John actually train you in the gym? I mean, we see photos in the odd video. Yeah. Um, so my husband and I, we flew out four weeks before the Olympia just to get a, like a good training session in and some content. Um, and then we <clears throat> also went to the, uh, elite FDS headquarters. Yeah. Um, pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, the, the new one. Yeah. Yep. Um, so they actually, um, they're now sponsoring me as an athlete. So nice. that's pretty awesome. Um, they put out amazing equipment, so we probably yeah. about 40 grand worth of their stuff down here. So now if we can get a bit of a discount, <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, how did your, how did you think about your training after your sessions with John, as opposed to before you ever trained with him, you know, you were following his program, but hadn't trained with him yet. You remember that point when that happened? Yeah. So, um, I, the first time I trained with John was back in March. I actually had someone else doing my nutrition. He was just specifically doing my training program. Um, and at the time I just felt like John can really, he's very calm. He's very like calculated, but he can really pull stuff out of you. Like in moments where you think you're at, you're like, you're, complete failure he's like no five more like you can see a video where I'm like making these noises that like I didn't even know I could make because I was like dying but he was like come on keep going keep going and yeah it was just he really yeah he's able to pull something out of you he's super motivating it's he's really awesome to be around yeah he's a very uh, uh fun guy to train with too I've been fortunate enough to train with him a, a couple times so um, we, we, we're both older and a little banged up. So we, we agree on exercises very easily. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was good. It was good. We look at each other. How are your hips? They're okay. Okay. Can you do this? I can do that. Let's go. And then you just try to wreck yourself on it. You know, you pick the worst possible format for the set and just make it brutal. Right. <laughs> make it painful um, on what you can do. We got to We got to make sure we grab some of these questions when I got to. Bunch, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. You can fire off a few. I put up a okay. thing last night and I just got hammered with questions for you, Missy. Okay, here's a here's a good one. Um, how do you balance your life and your fitness career? Um, so everything is like about balance, being able to, you know, put things into perspective where you're gonna like put your time into. Um, so I think as I've gotten more deep in the fitness division and wanting to really climb the ranks. Um, I was actually working at a hospital as a phlebotomist. So drying people's blood. Um, that was like two years ago. My husband was like, you know what, if you want to be like the next fitness Olympia, you need to just quit and focus on that. So balance that way. I had to 
give up that job there to just focus on this. Right. What about just like day to day? I mean, because that's something we get a lot of with people. I mean, obviously, you're pretty fortunate that Matt's uh, all about it. But I mean, you know, when you're in prep, there's there's probably not. I mean, what does a day look like for you? Because I know what a day looks like as a bodybuilder. I'm like, but you got to add routine and everything else on. I mean, yeah. you're jammed from the time you wake up till you go to bed. I mean, what's cool. it look like? So my sleep is really bad during prep. I'm probably <laughs> up at like... I probably get up around 4 a.m. Um, mm-hmm. and then I'll do my fasted cardio. And then I like to take the dogs for a walk. We do about a two mile walk in the morning. Um, and then I start my day with like eating. Um, so I'll do like my meal one, meal two, and then I'll train and then eat again, fitness routine. And then I'm eating pretty much all day until bed. Um, so Really, the I mean, when I am in like hardcore prep mode, um, it's like just fitness. I'm just so submerged in it. It's kind of like obsessive, but I think you have to be that way if yeah. you want to be at the top. Yeah, well, for sure. How much? How much cardio? How much cardio? I mean, it's I. First of all, I'm laughing at how you said I get up and do my morning cardio. And then I take the dog for a two mile walk. So it like it makes me feel yeah. like you don't count the two mile walk, which just horrifies me. So, yeah. so yeah. and then later I do fitness routine, which also might be cardiovascular, just a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So give us an idea how much how much cardio is your your actual cardio? Sure. So um, John, well, you guys know um, he's he keeps the cardio really low because we don't want to fatigue the legs. Mm-hmm. So. Um, about four weeks out, I was probably doing around 45 minutes of stairs mm-hmm. and then just the two mile walk with the dogs. But as you know, in Seattle, we have like a lot of hills and yeah. the elevation is pretty crazy on some of those hills. So it's yeah. uh, it's definitely a burn. In the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the walk with the dogs would absolutely be my cardio is the point, Ron. <laughs> yes, that's, that's that exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> and I would stop. <laughs> what about the whole, what about the food situation now? What type of, of metabolism are you, are you the type of person that's eating 300 grams of carbs a week out or are you like suffering down to nothing and what's going on? So this was honestly, like I went to the dark side here. Like I was, <laughs> uh, John had me on like the egg white diet, ketchup and egg whites. Oh, sugar-free ketchup and egg whites. Yeah. That's the, that's my ultimate way to get my glutes ripped. Yeah, totally. I never had striated glutes before and I did this time around and it was freaking, it was awesome. Um, but my, so December 15th, I wrote it down. My carbs were at 200 grams on training, training days, Mm -hmm. non-training days. I was at 40 grams of carbs. So, um, there were some days where like, I didn't want to get up off the couch, but you know, you gotta, there's housework that needs to be done. You gotta cook food, Gotta make sure my husband's got all his meals ready. So it's you gotta <laughs> you gotta try you gotta try to keep the charade of being a normal person somewhat in place right. for those last four weeks. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Just the minimum required amount of functionality to fulfill everyone else's needs. Right. The one good thing though is my husband, he actually like diets hard too. So like he understands what it's like to be like deathly depleted and like just not want to do anything. Yeah. So he, he gets it and he was like, no, nah, babe, just like chill, watch Netflix, stay on the couch, whatever. And I'd be right, like, right. no, but I have laundry to do. And he's like, no, you have to sit down. I'm like, 
Okay. <laughs> is, he, is he the type of guy that cuts his carbs a little with you? Or is he like, no, nah, you're on your own? No, no, he like literally does his own thing. I'm a bad influence right now. I'm like, hey, babe, you want to go get like five guys? He's like, no. I'm like, can I make a box cake? He's like, no. <laughs> you, you can make a box here. Just send it to me. That's fine. <laughs> right, right, right. You got a yes from Arizona. We're good to go here. <laughs> oh, man. Here's a question. How long would it take you to teach Dusty and I your Olympia routine? <laughs> Well, I should die day one, so I think we should be good to go. <laughs> if you include all the required surgeries as I hurt myself along the way, right. it might be you. Gosh. Well, first, we got to make sure you guys can jump off of a six-foot cage and do a front tuck. So. Yeah, you kind of came, 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 came out of the, the starting gates with a big move there. How was that? What Was the pressure on? I know you've done that move a million times by that point, but what are you thinking? Yeah, so I actually worked my way up. I was starting on like a two foot plyo box. So from like really low on the ground all the way up to six feet, like it was a long process, but. Um, how, how long, how long? I started uh, March, the end of March with the with the front tuck. Um, all of our gyms in Seattle got shut down. So I literally bought mats from a gymnastics club that went out of business and I was practicing in my driveway. Um, so Your neighbors think you're nuts. <laughs> crazy, <laughs> crazy fitness chick living next to us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, if your um, listeners go to my YouTube channel, Missy Truscott, you'll see I uploaded a video where it's just kind of like unseen footage of my Olympia prep, and right. you see me kind of like practicing on like a little box, and then up on the big cage. So it was it was cool. I don't like you calling a two foot box little number one. That is a giant leap for some of us. Yeah. I, w- I would brace fall. myself and hold a, a a bar of some sort to step down two feet for sure. So you don't you got you know Ron actually gets this. I literally I was at a um I was at a place getting some food delivered in large amounts, and they had a where the trucks back up. And the guy's like, oh hop down here. I'm like, hop down. <laughs> don't hop shit i like sit down on my butt and like scoot off the edge slow motion don't break anything don't break anything okay we're safe (laughs) yeah it's 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 a lot i sort of um i sort of thought that leap off the box that's like once you got that opening move out of the way do you just feel like you're off at that point yeah that that move was the one i wanted to make sure that nothing bad was going to happen like you know, anything can happen. Your knee could go, your Achilles, like anything, like just the thought of it. So it would kind of keep me up at night, but the stage was actually like kind of a plywood ish. Mm -hmm. My, my fear was going through the stage, but you know, with the momentum going forward, you just kind of roll out of it. Um, but yeah, roll out of it, Ron, just roll out of it. Just tuck and roll. (laughs) You know, you know, Ron tore a quad just trying to roll out of it one time. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 sorry. <laughs> yeah, we will we will get into that. But anyway, <laughs> what um, what 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 about um, like, do you use massage? Uh, you know, are you getting you know cupping done? Are you getting grasping done? Like, what sort of techniques would you say you you like on the regular? So um, I go to this herbal foot massage place in uh, Kirkland. There's this guy named Andy. He's probably in his 80s, but he is so strong. Like I would see him. 
about four weeks out, I was going twice a week. He would just do like a, like your feet. And then he would do like a full body, like elbows, all that kind of stuff, like stretching. Um, he was great. So I was doing that about twice a week. And then I have a chiropractor that I see. Um, I was seeing him once a week just to get readjusted and, um, hips kind of like pulled out and everything. Right. Um, and then my doctors obviously for like, uh, the shots and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You had cortisone in your elbows, you said both elbows and shoulder like three times because Damn. it actually was my bicep tendon, but mm-hmm. they, they, the first doctor I saw thought it was my rear delt. Um, so he hit me like twice back there and then I went to another guy and he was like, Oh no, it's your bicep tendon. And I'm like, Ugh. so <laughs> they ended up going in there. What, what, what would you do if just for some reason you couldn't do fitness? Would you do figure? Would you do yeah. what? Yeah. Like, you know, what would happen? Figure. I actually competed in figure 2018. I did a bunch of shows. Um, mm. I did really well, actually. I placed second at the Kentucky muscle. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Border States. I did, um, placed second at the upper Midwest. So yeah. So you what wouldn't be afraid that? You wanted to do some extra shows or you needed a break? Your body's beat up or why did you play with that idea back then? Um, I, back then I played with that idea because I, I felt like I wasn't really getting rewarded in fitness. I was mm-hmm. kind of getting a little discouraged. Like I've been doing this for eight years. Like, why am I not getting, why am I not like moving up here? Like, so mm-hmm. I thought, let me try figure and see where I end up. Um, but yeah. And you did, um, I, I want to say, God, I wish I could remember what it was called. Uh, was your breakthrough, what was the kind of the breakthrough show where you were kind of back in the mix with fitness? I mean, didn't you do, there's, I went to a show in California. I can't even think of where the hell I was that I thought you either won or took second place at in oh, fitness. Legion. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was 2018. So that was like the stint where I was kind of like going between fitness and figure back and forth. Okay. Yeah. So that, does that, what kind of put you back in track of like, maybe, maybe they are seeing me now or, or what? Yeah. Um, it was like that kind of time. Um, my husband and I, we do like to travel. So at the same time we were like, yeah, let's go to these different places and you can compete and we can do whatever. So it was just kind of just like a different like experience. But, you know, after I placed second at the Olympia in 2019, I was like, okay, I need to stick with fitness and just keep riding this out. Right. Now, are you uh, the, the big question I have for the fans is, uh, are you going to be a just Olympia girl now or are you going to win the Arnold again this year? Oh, I'm definitely doing the Arnold. There we go. I didn't <laughs> yeah. I didn't say doing. You missed the wording. Winning. We missed the wording up there. I said winning. Are you going to win? The- <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't change my words. <laughs> um, yeah, I I am going to bring my best, try to win the Arnold. Um, nice. And I definitely, I want to do the Toronto pro show as well, because that's like my hometown. Mm-hmm. And, um, I did it back in like 2016, I think. And I placed like eighth. So right. I need, I need to like redeem myself there. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I like that. No, that's one thing I wish, you know, in the, in the late nineties, early two thousands, bodybuilders competed. Like constantly. And I think that's one thing I love about fitness. And 
I'm not into bikini myself as, as watching, but I do love that the girls that win the Olympia will do any show. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember, you know, remember the Grand Prix days, Dusty? Yeah. The, the, I mean, go on in the magazine about like they did like 13 shows in a month after the Olympia, you, you know, yeah. just crazy stuff like that. Yeah. So what what did you miss the most? Um, so first of all, where are you located? Seattle, Washington. Oh, it's Seattle. Right. Yeah. So how was your I mean, how, looking back on the year now with the shutdowns and gym closures and all that stuff. What was what was your biggest challenge of 2020? Um, the biggest challenge for me would probably like in like in fitness, you mean just, just in life generally. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be like just not being able to see like my in-laws. Um, okay. That's, you know, it's difficult. We go there every Christmas. Um, they're down in California and we had plans after the Olympia to go and see them. Um, but for whatever reason, Sacramento shut down like their hotels for like non-responders or unless you were a non-responder. First, yeah, yeah. First responder, I'm sorry. Yeah. Unless you were a first responder, you couldn't stay in a hotel there. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of sad because, you know, we love them. We want to see them. That's kind of like our routine, seeing them every Christmas. But, um, yeah, I guess just not seeing family. That, that was yeah. Crap. That was, I think, a lot of people's challenge this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? What, um, what do you think you learned? What was your biggest lesson from that whole year, from, you know, starting your prep, going through all the COVID nonsense, all the way to winning the Olympia. What was the number one thing that you take away from that whole year? Um, I think it's going back to like the whole bodybuilding roots. Like I have a really good home gym here, but it's, it's like, if you want to put on size, like that quality muscle, you got to go back to like the compound movements, like, squatting and deadlifting and you know doing other types of um like reverse banded squats like just hitting the muscles in different ways um i think that really helped my physique honestly having to train here by myself tapping into that like how bad do you want it missy kind of mentality right uh, with no one no like external like motivation from the gym just it's just me down here Grinding it out. So you and you and Sean Clarita have a lot in common. Because he, <laughs> he he was you know he was stuck in a barbell dumbbell only basement dungeon, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And 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 yet you both made huge improvements and won titles. And yeah. so like Dusty and I, we like to live in this fantasy world where our show uncovers the truth of hard training. It does. And and the importance of high intensity basics and all that sort of stuff. So whenever I see a theme like that, I have to make sure we point it out. You know, it, it, it 2020 brought a lot of like, how bad do you want it out of people? Big time. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think you know? too, what we, what we draw, like, I find it interesting that talking to Sean, talking to you ourselves, um, it doesn't matter what level you're at. You, you kind of drift away sometimes and start playing with more, machines or different things and then when you're forced i know i know for me i used to travel around i have a free membership at pretty much every gym in town so i'd be like oh tuesdays i like going here because they have this and when covid hit it put me in one small gym 
that's literally a third of the size of all the ones I played in. And now that essentially here everything's open again and COVID's here, but I'm allowed to do what I do, I'm, I stay in the small gym now. Like I have no interest in playing and all the other stuff because the best improvements happen when you're forced back, like you said. And it's like, well, we have a bar and a shit ton of weight. So do what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if you don't have any injuries, like, and you can work like and bust your ass, like you're going to make improvements and it's going to be good. And, you know, it, it feels a lot better to like squat heavy or like rack pull or deadlift than doing like some machine, like chest row or something, you know, like right. <laughs> put the work in, like you, you feel that like reward. So. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree a hundred. It's fun to, to get back to basics. How, how do you feel about, I mean, you must be getting a lot of messages now um, from, from younger female competitors or girls that want to get into it or girls that idolize you. How do you feel that being an Olympia champ has sort of altered your duty or responsibility to, you know, be that person for them? How does that feel? Yeah. It's um, Instagram is de definitely overwhelming, but it's overwhelming in like a good way. Um, I try to get back to everyone. Um, as for like the young females, um, especially with the fitness division, not a lot of people know this, but at the amateur level, there's no physique round. It's just routine. So as long as you're in like decent shape, you can do your two minute routine and compete and you, you know, you get scored and it is what it is. But, um, when you get to the pro level, obviously you have to do the physique round. So then you have to put some time in training and everything. So I just want to encourage like younger girls, you know, reach out to me if you want. And, um, yeah, we got to keep getting more eyes on the fitness division. Cause I think it is really entertaining and I know a lot of people enjoy it. Yeah, that's a huge. I think everybody like I know from from my early days, I only watched bodybuilding and fitness routines Everyone because it, it's that. fun. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. well, you know, I mean, all kidding aside, when you watch a fitness routine, you know that it's you can't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we like things that are a little out of touch. And then at the highest level, it's insane. So, totally. you know. Uh, do you do you coach people with that? Do you do like online or do anything or? Yeah, online, in person, choreography. Um, yeah, if any girls have any questions, just shoot me a message because I I'd love to you know help them out. That's awesome. Any and you got any more questions for Missy Dusty? Well, I have a million, but uh, uh, here's the, here's <laughs> the been... big one that, that everyone. I have three of these. What yes. is your favorite food? that you get to eat as soon as the show is over. So your cheap uh, food. <laughs> I love carrot cake. Oh, good choice. Carrot cake is the best. We're, um, we're, you had a, we had one cheap meal a week, the whole diet though, didn't you? That's what I heard. Um, up is that, until is that like, true? No. Up until like November. Oh, okay. Okay. No, maybe October. About October. I, for some reason I heard you were having one piece of carrot cake a week. That's what I heard. Oh, that's the lies. Yeah. That lies? <laughs> she wishes she could get in that shape eating carrot cake every week. <laughs> okay, good, good. No, I was just so, testing you. Just testing you. Yeah, locking in. So uh, the final thing uh, that uh, one of my clients asked, I want to make sure I get in there, is how was your mindset different 
leading into this year versus any other year that you think separated you uh, to be able to win? I kind of touched on it uh, like a little mm-hmm. while ago, but it was the whole um, 2018 or sorry, 2019 second place Olympia. Like I just kind of thought in my heart, like, yeah, maybe I'm not ready, but this year, like I put the work in, I knew that I was going to bring a killer physique. I had that like confidence on stage that like, I want this. It's my time. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just knew the sacrifice in training. Like, I mean, sitting down, like sitting down on like a, a chair, it would like hurt my butt. Like I knew I was lean. I knew I was ready. <laughs> like I, I wanted it. Um, so I was just, I was freaking ready. I was ready to go. Right. No, I, I like that. The reason I asked that question is um, I think a lot of people uh, believed you were able to win the Olympia before you did. Um, meaning there's a difference between people who I know this happened with Sean, Sean uh, Roden is Aceto told him for years he could win. And he kept telling him, you can win, you can win. And Roden was kind of riding his Aceto's belief he could do it. And about Four, three or four weeks out from the Olympia that he did win, I asked Chris, I said, uh, what's going to happen? And he goes, oh, he's winning. I said, oh, well, you, you always said that. And he goes, no, because he knows he's winning now. Mm. And he said that that was a big click was before he was kind of riding Chris's belief. But once he watched that flip, that switch flip that Sean knew Sean could win. Yeah. It was kind of game over. You know, it just puts you in another stratosphere. And I think that that's something I like to drive home with people is if you don't believe it, it really can't happen. Right. And when you do, I mean, granted, I I would love to believe that I could win the Olympia, but that's a little crazy. So it doesn't quite work with lies. But if you actually (laughs) believe it, it's pretty impressive what you can get done. You know, it's like the the fake intensity, you know, like you, you can't you can't fake a champion mindset like you actually have to truly believe it and not just believe it but like work towards it too like it has to be almost like an obsession like everything revolves around it and um another reason why I have to like thank my husband so much for being so supportive with everything like whether it's diet training just my whole life revolves around fitness and like he's a financial advisor he has his career but he also revolves his life around me and we just make like a really good team. Right. That's huge. That's it's enormous. I mean, that's, it's a regular question. It's terrible. And I think a lot of people would disagree with my answer here, but I'll have people reach out and say, Oh my, my girlfriend's not really supportive of this. And I'll say, do you really want to do this? And they're like, yes, like more than anything. I'm like, then get rid of her. Yeah. And it's like a frozen and they literally, I mean, even when people say they freeze and it's like, no, I'm being serious because you need to choose. And if it's her, then choose and walk away. And that's great. Yeah. But you know, you can't imagine if he was bitching every time he went to the gym or he wanted to eat donuts and it's not going to work. Yeah. That's one good thing. When I, when I met my husband, he had already like established himself like in the gym like he works out he has his own schedule eating like even now we don't even eat at the same time but that's like our life you know like right. we don't eat either at <laughs> eight, ten, eight ten and two you know we have like our little schedule yep. um, and if we can make it work where we sit down at the table together and eat our separate meals then we do it but that's called date night 
usually doesn't work like that, but it, it's all it's all good, you know. My my girlfriend and I will actually make a joke if we both actually sit down at the table with a meal together. Yeah. We'll like make a joke. <laughs> like, oh hey, how are you? Yeah. I'll talk. <laughs> um, I, I got I got one. Uh, hopefully hopefully this is a fun question for you. You get a new program from John, and you look at it, and you see the worst leg day ever. What is it? Uh, he's got this, like, drop set of death lunges that it's, like, like a, a five-drop set of, like, dumbbells, and it's just, like, eight, 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 and you're just dropping it, dropping it, dropping it. And Are you talking about the Bulgarians? Or are you yeah. guys your lunge yes. about the Bulgarians? Yeah. Uh, yes. I was going to say, I write that one, too. I know that one. <laughs> oh, my God. I see that, and I'm like, no. <laughs> if it's anywhere in there, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. And that's kind of like tap in and it's like, okay, is Oksana bitching about this? Is Whitney bitching about this? No, like, let's do it. And then now I'm getting like a little crazy, but there'd be some times when I'd be like downstairs here, like training. And that's what I would think. Like, is Oksana stopping like her death Bulgarian drop set? No, she's still doing it. So I need to still do it. Right. And uh, yeah, I just, that's how I kind of motivate myself being down here. They are one of the most deceivingly horrible experiences. I remember when John started posting uh, like that style of Bulgarian where he'd like hold on to something to stabilize yes. and everyone started doing it. Everyone's like, oh, we're going to, you know, because it was like, oh, we can hold on to something. Oh, let's, fuck, let's give this a try. Right. And I remember all the bodybuilders doing them and then most people quickly abandoned them. Yeah. And only certain people kept doing them. <laughs> when, you, when you hold on to something, you're able to like really lean back and get oh, that yeah. blue. And it's like, it's freaking death. Like, Take yourself past <laughs> failure and everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you know you're messed up though. You start adding ways to it. I remember John sent it to me and then I like five or six weeks in, I go, Hey, I found if I, if I also did a four count negative before pausing on a two count at the bottom, he's like, that's disgusting. I love it. <laughs> yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Well, you didn't let me down on that one. <laughs> that was a solid answer. We all agree immediately on that one. Yeah. So, I mean, th thank you very much for wanting to come on the show um, and giving us an hour of your time. You know, we, uh, we feel uh, very fortunate to be able to get the quality of guests like Olympia champions. And, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. I, you know, I think, I think when Dusty and I started the show, we thought maybe 10 people would listen. So <laughs> now that well, we're up to 11, it's awesome. You guys put out great content. I mean, like I said, it kept me like super motivated when I had to do my outside walks in the rain, you know, I'd be listening to you guys laughing, laughing at Dusty's like, craft dinner stuff that here by the do you, do you uh have have you fully bought into the square plate theory um i do use square plates and i wanted to show you this because i feel oh, like that's how she won wait 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 it's, it's, what is this shaker it's craft dinner shaker it's like the cheese so in one tablespoon there's um four grams of carbs so if you didn't want to actually like get the craft dinner like noodles, you can get the shaker. This is $29 on Amazon. It's a little expensive. Worth every penny. That's yeah. like, that's cheap for heroin, really, if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm going to buy that now cuz that'll that'll suddenly be like added over top of rice when I'm dieting. Just a little. Yeah, just no. Little. It's 
It's freaking great. Dusty's going to be like literally like putting his chicken breasts in in it. (laughs) But have you ever done this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All his food's going to be yellow now. Fair. She won the Olympia with square plates, so now you know. That tells that tells us how highbrow our show is, Dusty. Our our guests bring on a craft dinner powder to show to show you. Like, let me one up you, just a hair rookie. Let yeah, me show yeah, you how yeah. this is done. That's freaking oh, that's, awesome. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, we appreciate that, Missy. And uh, you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I had to message her when you when you told me she was going to be on the show. I had to message her and say I'm a big fan. Thank you. You know, that sort of thing. So. And then, I, of course, I, I like edited it a bunch of times because it sounded so pathetic. Oh. And <laughs> Let me tone it down. I want to sound like we're still. I got to tone it down. I can't send that reread. Ah, oh, it's, it's crazy fan <laughs> nonsense. Okay. Shoot. So, thank you very much. Show us the, uh, the Sandow before, before we go. You got it behind you there? There we go. It's heavy. Oh. Yeah, no kidding. So what if, does that trophy have a name? I know we call the Sandow the Sandow. I'm just wondering if that's called. Like, what do we call that? It needs a name. I know it needs a name. I don't think it's the Sandow, but um, why don't you name yours? You should name her, and then you should like carve the name in the bottom. That's a good that's idea. <laughs> well, so All right, I'll, I'll let you guys know what I name her. The Missy. There we go. <laughs> awesome okay thank you very much for being on it's just bodybuilding thank you guys yeah we appreciate you see you missy yeah hey what's going on guys thanks for watching another podcast here at think big bodybuilding media and thank you to our great sponsor truenutrition.com for making this all possible truenutrition.com is owned by dante trudel the creator of dc training he wanted to create a supplement company that offered high quality third-party tested supplements at a fair price high quality protein powders just about every type you could think of huge variety of flavors plus health and performance supplements check them out truenutrition.com And hey, if you use our code ADVICES, you directly support our podcasting. Thanks, guys. Let's get back to the program. Boom. And now we have had two of this year's Olympia champions on the show. Yeah, and then Chad's almost like having Rami because Rami would probably be a little hard for us to talk to. Yeah, well. English is getting a lot better, but, you know, we had Chad on. So it's almost three. I'm calling on that two and three quarters. Well, that's like having a Super Bowl winning coach on. He still has a ring. Absolutely. I back that. So, hey, maybe it's three. Yeah. You know what? I'm good with that. We're calling it three. We've had three. And we, then in that case, if you add how many Chad has, then we've had like 20 something. Let's ask so the fans. Does Chad count as having an Olympia winner on? He's an Olympia winner. He's coach. Yeah. I'm going to be running stories too. If you're doing an NFL talk show and you have like Bill Parcells on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You no. definitely have a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Counts. Where heads at here? Well, Ron, I hope you have a little bit of time because I got a, a lot of it of questions. Yeah, here. I do. Thanks for getting Missy on the show, by the way. I have to give you full credit for uh, breaking the good news to me. Yeah, that was exciting. And ladies, just so you know, um, we do have we're in the works with a couple more females um, to to bring on the show. I'm not going to say who yet, but. Um, we also have, I'm hoping, a very, very, very educated expert to, oh, yes. uh, to be coming on to talk yeah. about the chemical side of things, because that's something that I keep running into. Um, yeah, yeah. 
in a not good way uh, from uh, from uh, Joe Blow coaches that are not thinking about these females' long term health uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. effects on their bodies, things like that. So we're excited to uh, bring that to light and uh, hopefully help you guys make some at least educated decisions. I don't care what people what? do. I just want them to know why they're doing it, you know? What did you think about when, when Missy's like, I'm like, hi, you know, how is the year? And she's like, oh, well, my elbows are shot. <laughs> my shoulder's a mess. And <laughs> Actually, it's she, exactly she what sure, you knew, you know? But she sure looked like nothing's wrong. Like, never let them see you hurting. I don't, I mean, truthfully, and you know this, like, we're always dealing with something. Yeah. And I all- have I have seen Missy train, and she trains like we do. I mean, literally like yeah, us. So it's really like hard. Yeah. to do that at that body fat level and do the routine. I mean, they're going to donate those joints to science when she's gone. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so I remember um, like, I guess it would have been right at the beginning of the year at some point. I think Meadows posted a picture. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I saw a picture of Meadows with her mm-hmm. and I messaged him and I was like, she's unbelievable. Right. And he goes, she's going to win the Olympia. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And That's I was awesome. like, oh, okay. And then, you know, like then, you know, obviously I followed her at some whatever point it was. And uh, and then, you know, she started popping up in my feed and that sort of thing. And yeah. So, yeah. And I, I would see her in Meadows feed. That's why I followed her. You know, it's right. funny. But man, uh, she just crushed the physique part of it. And, you know, dominated. I mean, I thought she was such a clear winner. Yeah, no, I did too. And obviously I don't know anything about uh, the fitness routine round. Yeah, at that level, they just all look great to me. Yeah, but I do think that you can pick up on the energy, the delivery. um, And I did feel like back in the day uh, when Oksana was winning on the regular, um, I felt like she was kind of head and shoulders above. And Whitney obviously is phenomenal as well. But this year, I kind of felt like Missy won all of it. I, I didn't feel like, you know, when you're watching, because I, I knew, I'm like, okay, physique wins, she wins for sure. Then I'm watching the routine, and I'm like, oh, I think you won that too. You know, <laughs> um, my first Olympia 2002, mm-hmm. I saw Kelly Ryan right. do her routine. Yeah. And anyone who remembers kind of the history of fitness, Kelly Ryan was she was like second place at the O a bunch of times because she would never win the physique round. Yeah, but her routine destroyed. Everybody. She would destroy everyone in the routine round. So she would come out and do these routines that were like always. Well, I remember them being always first or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was like fucking so high in the air and bouncing and flipping with that the gymnastics background. It was just crazy. And uh, so I, I remember seeing those like years ago and being like, holy shit, this is high impact. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, know. like she said, it's also funny too. Like, so you practice all year in one space or whatever, and then you have to get to the stage and like look at it and feel it. And it's not going to bounce the same and hit the same as what you've been practicing with. Like that to me is just a little click where it's like, it's like if you were, I don't know, a, a, a swimmer. And you were swimming in 70 degree water. Like, oh, well, today we're doing 50. Right. Degree. Like, well, that fucking changes shit. <laughs> like, I remember reading. I can't remember now if it was Frank Zane or Ed Corney or someone like that. Like it was some like legendary, you know, bodybuilding posing artist. Right. 
And they said the kind of the artsy bodybuilding version of, of that. They were like, uh, don't just practice your routine in what you're posing in one spot and then go on stage and do it. You sh- it's going to fuck you up because you're, you're looking out. There's, you know, there's no mirror. There's like all these people in front of you. There's all these lights. They're right. like, try practicing your posing and doing your routine in like a whole bunch of wacky settings, right. like up on a, up on the edge of a wall and the top of the stairs and like right. you put yourself in a bunch of weird positions so that you get used to the surroundings, not mattering. Right. And not not thinking about them and pose in a closet. Can you pose in a closet? Like, can you pose like I remember reading that and thinking, oh, that's kind of neat, you know? Right. But I could see how it would really apply to something that you're actually physically jumping and bouncing like the surfaces. You'd want to be able to do that routine on a cement surface. You'd want to be able to do it on a wood floor. You'd want to be able to do it in a whole bunch of different on a whole bunch of different surfaces, theoretically. Yeah. Then there'd be no surprises. Right. That'd be the ultimate way to prepare. (laughs) exactly no it's it is not so i mean really think about that because until she said well then i was worried about the stage is it going to hold and i'm like yeah well it would never cross my mind (laughs) yeah i've never walked on the stage and man i hope i don't fall through (laughs) i do that with chairs all the time but that's different i mean i give them a good test before i sit down (laughs) yeah no it's it's uh i'm i'm uh, i'm really happy for her you know that's uh canadians doing really well right now you guys, you, know? are, you guys are making your move, like, not yeah. so quietly. No, no, not so quietly. It's good stuff. Yeah. I like so, it. So, wait, so that technically means two Canadians won the Olympia. Yeah. Very it's a, going to the next level here. But I'm not sure. Maybe she has dual citizenship now, and she's pulling a Brett Hall. Oh, I bet you she is Team USA, because that's she what team would make USA? me happy. She See, is. See, now, now I wish be. I would have asked her which passport she's traveling on. Does she have an American passport or a Canadian passport? Now I need to know. Yeah, we're going to find this out for sure. Now I'm, now she's going to actually get a creepy message from me. Hey, uh, what passport are you using? <laughs> like the first one wasn't enough. Don't she's get like, blocked this time. Why the does last this time? matter? <laughs> why does Ron Partlow want to know what passport I'm using? It's very important. <laughs> and why is he looking through my window in the backyard? This is really creepy. I mean, you do know she's like two hours from you now, so it's a really yeah, odd yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, well, we share the same weather, Dusty. The eternal rain, the apocalyptic rain, you know, uh, endless sort of. I don't know. It's crazy. I'm looking out my window. It's just nuts. I haven't seen the sun in like two months, bro. I know it rained one time the other day here. It fucking was a mess. Yeah. You know what? I re- you'll love this. I'm dead serious. So I've had the truck for, I made three or four payments on it. And I'm driving to the gym the other day and it hits me. This is the first time my truck's been rained on. <laughs> like, That's funny. <laughs> literally, I was like, well, this sucks. I don't really I, like rainwater hitting it. I don't wash my Jeep for like five months. Why would you? Just fucking gets it's and not just raining, but like fucking pouring rain, like all day, you know, like it's crazy. It's a free wash. See, my cheap ass goes, ah, truck got washed for free today. <laughs> and if you were to wash your, if you were to wash your vehicle here right now, it would just be to like get grime off. Yeah. Cause you're just driving straight out into the rain. Like, so it'd just be like a, you know, I guess I would do I would do a seasonal detail like so that they really get the the wax on heavy so I know my car's safe to get rained on all the time and I would just call it a loss like all right cool now the the vehicle is good it's gonna look great in April when we get those three days of beauty 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, hit me with, hit, hit, let's let's do some questions. Let's have. All right, we're gonna start with uh, we're gonna start serious here, okay? Um, super hot chick, but has a smelly vagina. Is that a deal breaker? This is bodybuilding questions, I guess. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. Yeah, I. What are you gonna do? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. It's, it's a deal breaker. That's not even a card. That's not a complicated question for me. It's not safe. <laughs> I mean, that's no different than saying she has dirty, like, hair or doesn't wash her hands. I mean, yes, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. I might I'm, I might think of something to do before I left, but I wouldn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you could do that thing that you always wanted to try. Because you're like, I'm not coming back anyways. <laughs> I can't Here we, we go. open with that, right? We start with that. We go from It was interview- literally at the top. We go. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't even by choice. So it was yeah, right there. I was like, like Olympia champion, and then we're like, okay, <laughs> listener questions. Big drop, big drop. Dropped. We fell straight to the shallow end of the pool. Big drop. These are bad. Oh my gosh, dude, I got a lot of these ones today. Okay, we're, oh, Ron, I'm sorry. I got I got to do this to you. Advice for getting ladies for the young guys out there. This is your department. Oh God! Or was sorry. I'm <clears throat> effective advice or effective advice because it's effective. A big... It's got to be effective. I don't want to leave this person. I'm not gonna say his name. You know what? I'll say this. Funny guys get laid. You make girls laugh. How do you think some some of these dudes pull pull it off? They're not. A lot of guys aren't that good. Look, a lot of guys are rough looking. Right, there you go. I just raised my hand. That's weird. Yeah, you got <laughs> to be able to make make a girl laugh. Don't don't be too serious. I actually saw a um a meme about that, and it was so funny. I I literally laughed my ass off because it said, "Be careful of the funny guy because you're laughing, you're laughing, you're naked." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was always a joke, right? That was that was. I I used to love this bit. Um. There's this uh, guy named Christopher Hitchens. He was like a, an intellectual and a writer, and he was a pretty interesting guy. I, I've, I've read some of his books, and I'm pretty interested in him. And uh, he's dead now. But um, he did a funny comedic piece. Uh, he sort of had this like friendly uh, debate going with like Sarah Silverman and a few other female comedians. Mm-hmm. And they, they had done some article about being funny or you know, comedy's funniest women. And, and Christopher Hitchens kind of did this tongue in cheek rebuttal. You know, he was like half joking, but it was pretty funny. And he's like, women aren't funny. And he's women like, aren't funny. He goes, Just... funny. He goes and, and it's not your fault. Because it's, it's that you don't have to be funny. We're going to sleep with you anyways. <laughs> he's like, but humor is evolutionarily built into men. We have to be funny or we don't get fucked. And he's like, so he's great. like, not many guys are good looking. Not many guys have all the qualities that women dream of. But mo- some of these guys get laid. And he's like, because they're funny. Men have to be funny to be competitive with other guys. Women don't have to be funny. So his joke was that evolution is on the man's side. Men are funnier than women because of evolution. It's not anyone's yeah. fault. Because <laughs> they have to be to survive. The only way we're going to spread our, our DNA is if we make some girls laugh. That's really the fucking bottom line. So it was just really fun. <laughs> I'm dying it's actually hysterical. It always kind of stuck with me, you know? 
and uh, made, made me laugh. It's a funny bit. It's on YouTube if you want to look it up. But I could just see them watching that for the first time and dying though because he put thought into it. Oh yeah, like, like no, this I'm not. It's not your fault. You didn't need to evolve. You don't need to be funny. You just need to smile. Yeah. You know? You're good. You are very good. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's see here. Oh, okay. So I had put up a post today about um, systems, and you and I have actually talked about this with the gym as well. The importance of of systems and business and um, to become successful. You yeah. know what I mean? So, for example, at your gym, I'm sure that you have a very specific way that if someone comes in and they want to do a tour of the gym, how it's done. Right. How, you know, basically beginning to end to close. Um, so here's a question. Um, how do you create systems for success in your personal life? Like, do you have things that you do every day a certain way? Um, and I know the answer is yes. So kind of drop some of yours that you think, whether it's in the bodybuilding days or now that led you to your success. Um, yeah. So the things that come to mind was, I remember reading, I can't remember what it was. I remember reading something at one point where the, this, the, the focus was if you can learn to multitask certain things, you become obviously more efficient. And I'm really big on efficient. And when I hear people talk about being efficient, it sort of triggers my old, like when I started training and reading about Dorian being efficient and, you know, certain exercises being more efficient, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I hate, I always hated wasting time right. doing stuff you know, over, over with, you know? So, um, anytime there was something that was sort of geared to being more efficient, um, that means that you have more leisure time to lay around and do nothing. So, um, <laughs> which is, which he means grow, but go ahead. Yeah, grow, which, well, at the time, right. That's how the bodybuilders think. You're like, well, I need to yeah. sleep eight hours, so I can't do this whole sleep four hour thing because right. that's not how I work. So you have to be more efficient. So, you know, like I still do it now. Like I'll come home and I'll see that the dishwasher's full and there's some laundry full and I got to cook food. Mm -hmm. And it's just a little thing like that. It's a scenario that everyone runs into. Yep. Put the food on. Right. Then do the other two things while the food's cooking. I know it's something that you're like, duh, but there's people out there that won't do that. They'll do one thing and then another yeah. thing, and then they'll cook their meal, and then they'll be mad at themselves because they haven't, you know, because of, fuck, I can't believe I had so much stuff to do. Right. And it's just like a little thing like that. So, and I know that that's like a super basic, like who wouldn't think of that? But sometimes we forget because we get caught up in yeah. our day and we're like, fuck, I didn't start this. I could have been doing these two things at the same time, or I could have done that on the way here. Mm -hmm. Why did I do a separate trip for this? So I, I try to think of my day so that I don't have to do separate trips for stuff. I can, mm -hmm. you know, okay, when am I going to go to the gym? Well, if I have anything to do, I'll do it on my way to the gym. Yep. And, or on my way back from the gym. But I have to, I can't do a separate trip and I don't want to do this. And so that's how I sort of think. And I know it might sound like remedial, but it, it filters into like everything else. No, I, I, I totally think it does. And it, it also... Those, I mean, those are like examples, but I could literally plug someone in to exactly how I would live their life to be efficient um, because you, you have your schedule, for example. So I always joke that if you want to kill me next week, just follow me this week. 
Yeah. Yeah. You will know exactly where I'm going to be, when I'm going to be there, because I don't randomly buzz over to the store. Right. I go at certain days, certain times, like literally, as you know, like unless I absolutely have to, I don't train today because today is it's just bodybuilding. It's this. It's you know what I mean? It's a planned day. But that optimizes the rest of them. So cooking happens today. Shopping happens today to make sure that the next three training days, now it's just pop the top and eat, you know? Right. Um, right. And the big push that I had for that is with bodybuilding, it comes down to preparation. Um, like I always tell clients, if they're leaving the house, say, oh, your your husband wants to, to, to go shopping and you know you're going to need a meal, bring two. <laughs> always bring two, just in case. Um, yeah. it's not going to go bad and you're going to have it just in case. Cause we all know that if, if you're not me and I actually have other people that want things, um, things get slowed down. You know what I mean? It's not an exact science. And if not, you bring it home, it's already ready. It pops in the microwave and you're ready to go. You know, that yeah. kind of preparation is game changing. I always say, if you don't have your food, you're now at the mercy of what's around. And an- another thing is, uh, you know, like I make a point to, you know, the last Monday of every month, mm-hmm. I have it in my phone. The last Monday of every month has a marker on it where I sit down and I type out any invoicing I have to do to anybody, any double check, any payments on my square, check this, check that, make sure I do this, check this one email account where any bills that might come to the gym come in. You know what I mean? If there's any bills that need paying, they'll be in this one email folder because that's how we direct everything. Mm-hmm. And just and just and it's like the last Monday of every month. And yep. then I'm not checking all the time and paying bills randomly on. Oh, I got a bill. I'll pay that today. And then like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's sort of like systemized stuff like that. So you know that's something. And we have to remember too. I've been thinking about this a lot. There's all these studies now and experts saying that the amount of time we spend on our phones directly correlates with the amount of anxiety we have right. with a lot of people. Like that's mm-hmm. why we're seeing all these crazy anxiety levels in especially young girls because they're on social media so much and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you think about that and you're like, huh, screen time directly correlates to anxiety levels. Right. Well, maybe I should minimize my screen time. I know I work on my phone and it's emails and messages but, you know, what about all the other garbage time I spend on my phone that mm-hmm. I don't need to be surfing? Why am I looking at this person's Instagram for 10 minutes? It's not that interesting. Why, why did I go down this rabbit hole? Right. Why did I click these 10 YouTube videos and I only watch 30 seconds of each one? Right. You know, I should I could have just watched an episode of a show that I enjoy. Right. And tuned out of the noise of the world and because what what's what what causes more anxiety watching an episode of sons of anarchy or scrolling instagram for 35 45 minutes randomly yeah you know what i mean so if you're gonna spend time tuning out of the world don't waste it on nonsense that doesn't spend it doing something like what do you think's better playing video games like james hollingshead does for two hours Mm-hmm. Where you're actually like focused, you're not stressing about the outside world or, you know, comparing yourself to other people on Instagram for two hours. Yeah. Well, and plus he's checking out, <clears throat> which I yeah, think that's for a lot thing. of us like, is checking you out, yeah. check out of bodybuilding a little bit when it's all yeah. you do. I found too, uh, with coaching, 
when I was first starting back up, um, my, my emails would bing every time an email came in and I would check it. Right. And I would answer. And I started to realize how inefficient that was and how not, I was never in the moment of anything I was doing because every time my phone would ring or do anything, I would react to it. It was like, it told me what to do. Now I literally, and you know, this, I don't have my ringer on ever. No, because I don't, I'm not at this thing's mercy at all. And I actually don't allow myself to do client work until it's time to do client work. And I sit down and I knock it out. I don't do here and there all day long. And it's crazy. The amount of time I used to spend doing the same amount of work was double what it takes. And, and the funny thing is a lot of clients will mistake an instant response for a better response. Right. So that's what I like. So I tell people, I'm like, it might be 12 hours to hear back from me. It might be 24, but I mean, I'll get back to you for sure. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee I will have thought about what they said. Right. I will have read it made, you know, what do I need to say here? Maybe I only need to say something like, Oh, this is awesome news. Continue. Mm-hmm. But at least I'll I, I'll do it after having sat down, read the message, understood what's going on, and then I'll respond. And I think that when you get in the habit of like instant responding to every message, you don't, like you said, get into the moment with them and actually think about what they're doing when you respond. Right. You're just like snapping off these answers. And they might be right answers, but they, they're not over time. I don't think they're as good a quality. Right. No, I agree. Because I think you also – what you're essentially doing is you're actually doing something else while answering their thing. And I, and I fell into that because what, what happened was I used to open emails and then it was a fucking seven paragraph thing. I'm like, Oh shit, I don't have time for this right now. Right. I thought they were just telling me about their body weight. (laughs) Yeah. Like something simple. So I had to learn like, no, don't even open that because in a couple occasions way earlier in my career, I opened it. And then I was still doing something else and I wouldn't click on red. I'd miss it. Right. Then the next day at three o'clock, I'm like, oh shit. John sent me that fucking long email I never read. You know, whereas now I saw my clients, I guarantee you I'll respond within 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. And it also takes away their need of sending. Cause I know I used to do that. I'd send and I'd look at my phone. He hasn't answered yet. He hasn't answered yet. Right. You know, now they right. send it and they can forget about it. There'll be an answer. You know, yeah. and obviously it does get bumped up when they're in prep. Like if I open 30 client things, I do go straight to the guys who are competing first. Yeah. Someone's two days out, yeah. obviously. Yeah. They get it quicker. Yeah. Or, or I will switch some people at the very, very end. I'm like, hey, we're doing text now because I am going to drop everything because right. you're sending me seven check-ins today. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have time for you to wait. You know what I mean? But yeah, so that's, I think that stuff's key. I think a lot of people don't have systems. I know when I started doing business coaching, that's what I used to do. I'd come in and be like, okay, let me see your business. And then I would just see shit. And I'm like, Oh, this is a mess. You know, you want to create, I used to say, if I died at house of fitness, uh, Evian or one of my employees could literally just pick up my notebook and know exactly what to do. Like I didn't die. It would just keep moving. Because everything right. was the same and it was all written out. Like I had a dummy guide for how to do everything I did. So all I had to do was grab the boat notebook, start at one. You can finish the week. Right, right, right. 
you know, so very key because my life, it could die any moment. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Good stuff, man. We got time for a couple more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hammer away. Okay. <laughs> Mine were all for Missy because I didn't, I, I just put up one for her. Let's see here. Oh, it's important. What kind of mattress do you have? Oh, I've got a, I can't remember the brand, but I've got a good one, a big king size bed. Um, I remember I, I went to buy a king size bed and I walked in and I was like, how much do I want to spend? And I, I, I can't remember the numbers. I think I was going to spend like 2,500 bucks on a right. bed. Right. I was like, oh, but I'll spend about that. I don't know. I'm right. not really a bed connoisseur. And they had a bed that was almost five grand and it was mm-hmm. 50% off. <laughs> and I was like, and the guy, the guy looks at me and he's like, he's like, what's your price range? And I told him and he's like, well, kind of a good day to come in. Cause this one's like, it's like here's your bed. <laughs> it's a 50% off bed. We just got the new version of this bed. So we're just selling last year's bed, but it's a brand new king size, fucking beautiful, super like blah, 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 you know, as a good bed. Right. So I'm sure you, I'm sure there's $10,000 beds out there, but I think I got a pretty good one. Yeah, I think that the key more than anything is actually knowing what kind of mattress you like, whether it's firm, whatever. Oh, so yeah. I definitely recommend people figure that out before they shop. I, I don't know what I don't know what I have, but I love it. <laughs> it's it's got it's got one of those foam tops, but it's also I think pretty firm. Right. Yeah. That, I'm the, I, mean, I find most people. This guy's six three two ninety. I can pretty much tell you he needs a firm mattress. Yeah. Um. Because that's the deal. I, I did the same. It's just uh, I need a. I, I literally went in, learned the facts, and I actually have one of those. Um, they're like the foam beds, the tuft and needle kind of shit. Um, they have three options, and the cheapest one is the firmest. Bought one wow. of those, and I came off of what was like a five thousand dollar mattress before. I just didn't want to spend that kind of money again, so I thought they had one of those like six month guarantees. You literally just call me. I don't like this mattress. And, uh, I think it costs like a grand. I mean, it was so cheap. Nice. And, uh, literally now I have four of them. Yeah. Every room has that mattress now. And anytime somebody comes over first comment, they're like, damn, how much is that mattress? I'm always laughing. Going, well, it's probably cheaper than what you have. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I have very good. good news for you, sir. It's not as much as you think. Excellent. <laughs> what is that? Oh, wait, I read this. This one is a three-parter, so I got to read up here. Oh, here we go. There's something about a woman who comes into the gym ready to fucking work versus the one who is looking for her best lighting in her next selfie. Which one is more attractive? What's the key factor? There was actually three. Like I had to like, read them across. Anyways, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, they, <laughs> oh, they multi. They, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I always, I like hardworking people. I like seeing, you know, I always like girls that were like working hard mm-hmm. and they didn't have to look like competitors or anything. It was all about hard work, you know? Yep. So and they could have sweatpants on and a hoodie. I actually like hoodies on chicks. So that's fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so yeah, it's not about at all, about what they're wearing. It's like, you know, seriousness. I was like, you know, the girls that kind of had their hats low and their headphones in. I was like, okay, she's not actually here to like pick up guys, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually here to work. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think the only thing that I've uh, talked to people who are in the industry about is understanding that um, in our world, you're in. 
when you go to the gym, like, like I can't go to the gym and be in dusty land if I meet people who know me. I can't have the fuck you face on. Like, you've got to right, right. alter into that. So I do remind people of that, like, especially women. It's like, you need to be here to train. But I don't think there's anything wrong with also looking good to do that. No, um, no, not you at know all. What I mean, it's that line of. He, he does. You know, sometimes I go as far as I wear, like, a red hat and red shoes at the same time. Which I love when you do that. You know I pride myself when you do that. I'm like, look at Ron. So, but I don't want people to think I'm, like, dressing for the gym. But I do have to say, now we're going way off topic, but I don't even care. You got tagged in some Converse posts the other day, and I was like, look at Ron. Starting yeah. his own little group of people that understand yeah. the chocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's cool. I like it. it yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a guy at my gym that's got a pretty good collection. He's got yeah, well, you had You had drifted away, and I brought you back. Into the <laughs> I drifted away. Yeah, and now <laughs> you were probably buying shoes that actually costed money, and now you're back to chucks where you should be. No, no, I, I like the chucks. However, I can't ride in the chucks. I can't wear chucks on my bike. What are you wearing on a bike? I wear Jordans. Really? Yeah. That's an expensive ass shoe for a bicycle. Ah, my my Jordans are all a little bit beat up, so I'm just gonna take them, fucking just wear them right out. Grind them into the ground. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, get some use out of them. I don't want them looking pretty when I'm done with them. Yeah. But yeah, I need a really firm bottom for the pegs and the frame. Right. That the chucks my feet actually hurt on the pegs. Yeah, I can see them bending over. Yeah, they're just too soft. Uh, uh, but when I wear a Jordan, I feel like I have like a real flat foot on the pegs, and my foot doesn't fold over the peg. You know, they don't have like a a, a shoe that most people wear when riding. Most of those guys wear a lot of them are wearing chucks and Vans and DC and that sort of stuff. They're um, not 260 yeah, pounds. they're all like 170 <laughs> pounds, right? So, I was like, wait a minute, I see where yeah, this has changed a little yeah, bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, yeah, most of the guys I see are wearing like a very kind of minimal shoe, right? Because they want it out of the way. They don't want a big shoe getting in the way, right? You know. So, um, I've got some size 14 Jordans and some size 13 Jordans, right? And the 13s are better on the bike. The really? 14s are a little, they're like actually a little too big, like they get in the way. Right. So, uh, I, so I'm going to like kind of keep that in mind if I, I'm looking for a new pair of shoes to ride in right now. So I'm kind of on the sites, kind of seeing what's out there and I'm looking for like a minimalist, like slim fitting sort of, but thicker sold style shoe. You hear that viewers, listeners help Ronnie. me out. Ronnie. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny cause you know, I follow like all the skateboarding accounts and all cause I'm yeah, just. Yeah blown away and now you've got i follow bmx dudes people got onto my instagram they'd be like what the hell is going on here this guy is confused because <laughs> they look at me and they're like he's definitely not doing any of this shit like a 13 but, year old uh, boy you know what's funny that i did find like you're following I, porn stars and skate videos you're like 15 yeah but i only know the porn stars i don't actually know any of the skate guys <laughs> but um actually what i was gonna say it's funny is you know bodybuilding when you're not yet a real bodybuilder, and I hate to say it like that, but like you wear the bodybuilding clothes, you wear what you're supposed to wear. You yeah. wear the, the atomic shoe, and then you gotta have this, and you gotta have that. And when you're when I was a skater as a kid, it was very it was a uniform. Oh yeah. They don't yeah. have uniforms anymore. Like the best dudes just wear whatever the fuck they want. Like the shoes or whatever the fuck they want. Uh, yeah. And I'm always like, 
that's how I like to see. Because I had somebody ask me the other day, he goes, man, in your videos, you're always wearing these big baggy pants. You look fatter than you are because I wore shorts one time. And I go, yeah, I'm not even thinking yeah, about what me. I'm wearing. I got, I, I'm thinking what is comfortable to train in today? What will be out of my way yeah. so I can do what I – and it was just so funny because I realized like I – yeah, they're gray pants. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean and I had somebody oh you finally bought gas I'm like they had a half off sale I'm not buying $60 fucking pants not happening no no no, <laughs> no. I'm glad you follow some of those accounts so I I, I always uh, I had like a, a moment where I was like yeah um, this guy named Terry Adams who's like he's like the best flatlander in the world right now technically right. I guess he won won the award this year but uh um, he did a video where he talked about how he, you know, he's been riding his whole life. He's been on a bike for like 30 fucking years. Right. Right. And, um, but he started like working out a lot in the last year. He got right. like a coach, like a fitness trainer. Right. And he started like working out and he's got, you know, all this, he does like, yeah. yeah, like he's, he, he just changed his, you know, he was always kind of like yoga, eat healthy yeah. type of guy. But now he's like, you know, working out and doing all these exercises and he's got this core routine he's doing. And, and, uh, he said it was all spurred because like, I think he's probably almost 40 now, if not 40, but he, um, he just like jumped off his bike one day when he kind of came off it and just landed on his heel and hurt his back. And his therapist was like, if your core was stronger, this wouldn't have happened. And he was like, <laughs> fuck, I'm you getting two old. Options, strengthen your core or you can yeah. be 20 again. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, so he like started working out and stuff. So I just like when, you know, the whole lift weights, get strong, you know, that whole, you know, eat healthy, how much protein you eat and get your, you know, like, yeah. I, I love when that stuff drips into other people. Well, they're, they're, they're elite other athletes now. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, and it always reminds me of how ahead of the curve bodybuilding has been. Yeah. And how we have been decades ahead of everyone for such a long time. And, and, you know, I mean, we saw it happen in the eighties. I mean, hockey players weren't lifting weights. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what's crazy is when you look back, um, Dante and I will joke because there was a study maybe three or four months ago about stretching under a load mm -hmm. and it was like new information if you yeah. we were like uh new in 1997 i mean yeah. like yeah, where yeah. the hell have you been um but it is cool because you're right like you follow and these guys all understand they're elite athletes and that's <clears throat> truthfully what i follow when i'm looking at most things is i like people that are excellent at anything yeah <clears throat> i follow yeah. a frisbee golf pro <laughs> like because yeah. i'm like Oh, how does he get good at that? Reps, golfer, reps, basketball, reps. Yeah. It's all the same. You know what I mean? And, and they, they're our squat or our deadlift is their shot or their yep. swing. You know what I mean? So it is cool to watch because it is it's just a never ending reminder that they're all doing what we're doing. <laughs> and, and another, another thing that it, it's a reminder of, and, and this, you know, I, we talked to Missy today. I mean, she talked, I mean, she just won the Olympia and she's telling us, yeah, my shoulder was bad all year. My elbows were bad all year. Yep. It, 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 uh, it reminds us that, you know, us guys who lift that big heavy weights and train like animals and all that stuff, all the other high level athletes are getting hurt too. We're yep. nothing special. Mm -hmm. They're living in pain the whole fucking time. 
just because you're 300 pounds and you're you know squatting five plates doesn't mean that you're suffering any sort of uh pain that other people don't understand you know right. like you got these guys these high level flatland guys that have had like fucking carpal tunnel surgery and like literally yeah. and their wrists and elbows and you know three shoulder rotator cuff repairs and you know arthritis up their spine and one hip's fucked and they've been riding their bike for 30 years and you're like holy shit like the body wears out no matter what you do no matter mm-hmm. what you mm-hmm. choose to do whether it be skateboarding or snowboarding or high level archery arch yep. guys that fucking pull those bows back for 30 years have sh- fucked up shoulders and necks yeah, of course and and we just have to realize that you, if you're going to do anything it's it, 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 like you said reps make the champion and mm-hmm. repetition makes the injury. Yep. And that's the 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 that's that coin, that reps coin. Reps is how you win and how you get fucking hurt. Yep. Like you you wear stuff out and you win doing it that way. Reps, <laughs> reps, is, reps. Which is which is why though, you know, I promote I'm kind of the anti uh throwback bodybuilder guy where people are like, just get a job where you can make sure you can eat your food. And make sure, and I'm always like, how fucking long does it take you to eat your food? What are you talking about? I'm like, get a job that makes you money. Yeah. Because this is not cheap. I spend $150 a week on needling. A week. Mm-hmm. Think about that. But guess what? It's the reason that five years ago, I thought I was almost done. And now I'm like, I'm going to be the biggest I've ever been this year. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Because because someone but, but again, because you have the money to do those things and also understanding that all kidding aside, you don't need the new truck. You don't need the Jordans and all these things. You need priorities to figure out if this is really something you want to do. But I, but I just I literally hit a soft spot. But I saw a coach put up a post that said that don't get a job that's going to distract from this. And I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? You need the to odds money. of you doing this as a career or almost none. You right. might do it, but come on, man. Your your advice to people is to don't live, just do this for a while. Live in mom's basement. Yeah. Knock it off. Like, you know, I ran businesses and did all this shit, and I just found ways. I have clients that are surgeons, and they're like, okay, so I drank a half of a shake, and then three hours later, I had the other half, and then 45 minutes later, I had the next meal. Is that okay? I'm like, you got it in. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so I, know. I don't know. I know. I know it gets a little off track, but when I hear those things, it's just a reminder. It's like, think about how much money she was talking about in two two visits to this guy, one visit to the chiropractor every week. Yeah, yeah. You know, so so you have to be prepared to do those things and and have the finances to do it. Yeah, and it, it's just bodybuilding can't be as all in as everyone pretends, and I just don't think it's that hard. Like I'm at the gym for two hours a day, including cardio, if I really need to be, and I can eat meals in six minutes. Right. Like we, we're not that busy. (laughs) It's not that hard. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's funny. It does help to get to sleep. You need to work on that. that I'm working at it. I'm working. (laughs) My goal for you is that by the time you retire, you will have actually had an eight hour sleep. That could be, it'd be interesting. (laughs) <laughs> right now, though, I'm chopping it up. I have a new system that literally works. I've probably been sleeping for real, asleep for five to six hours a night. And and the secret was this. I fall asleep for like three hours and then I wake up 
I just get up and I do some stuff. And then when I start to feel even remotely tired again, I eat a meal real quick and go back to sleep. So now I literally, I've been going to bed at like one in the morning and I wake up at like three or four and then I'll eat my usual seven o'clock meal at five or six and then just sleep as long as I can, which might put me right over that seven. I don't care. Then I'm up and good to go. I, I saw someone, fuck, I think it might've been on Rogan. Someone might remember. He was talking about how it's actually our actual most natural way to sleep is to get like 60% of our sleep at night and then have a long nap in the early afternoon. Right. Really? He said that's how he, that's what he recommends if people can, you know, people who are able to, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they only get four hours of sleep, but then they get like a two and a half hour nap and they're like super energized and work really well into the evening and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's interesting. I so love maybe my maybe one. my stumble was yeah. somewhat scientific because literally the only thing that happened was I got sick of maybe they'll scan your brain one day and they're going you know what one? you should be doing you should be sleeping three hours twice and you're gonna go I do that and they're gonna go there you go that's what you should be doing we figured it <laughs> good out. job you yeah <laughs> awesome man well solid I think we've got uh, I'm hoping I haven't finalized but we should have another really solid guest for next week okay. So I'm, I'm working still, on that. You, you still know owe that me is. one. You still yes. owe me one. Yes, at least one. At least one. Okay. All right, man. I believe in you, Dusty. As you should. You know. So happy New Year, I guess. Shit, I, I forgot even about, about that. Yeah, we. Well, because we don't really believe in it. So. <laughs> People are like, what'd you do for New Year's? I'm like, we ordered pizza and watched a documentary. <laughs> You know what's bad is you'll laugh, but uh, so New Year's obviously is the biggest time of year. Yeah, yeah. And then on the second, I was like, oh, I didn't pay the mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, the time that I have a giant worldwide warning to remember to do this, I was like, oh. I mean, obviously you have time, so it doesn't matter, but I just laughed. I was like, this is the first time I've ever like not paid on the first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The day well, the whole world is. reminded me. So make a quick prediction. Yes. Do you think what month and do you think this year do we get past the, let's say, capacity restrictions on businesses? Uh, assuming things stay the way they look to be staying in the U.S. as far as our government, um, I don't know that we will get past them at all. Um, if we do, it'll be third quarter at best. Um, I just don't, I see them trying to hump it down even further than it already is. Um, my hopes quite honestly, and I know a lot of people are gonna be really mad at me for saying this is that people start to understand that, uh, in the U S our constitution was made to protect the people from the government. And we're forgetting that. Right. So I feel like I've told people a million times because so many people bitch about the masks and this and that. I'm like, oh, well, then stop wearing it. Right. Because if it's one of you, people will probably be like, hey, put your fucking mask on. If it's 50 percent of the people who walk into a business, they're going to say we need to stay open. And they will let you walk through and buy your shit and walk out. Yeah, you guys <laughs> have a have that that constitution you guys have is a beautiful thing. 
Yeah, you guys don't have that. But I do think that, uh, I mean, I guess yours is voided when they decide they don't want to let you have it. Well, they've had a couple people try to keep their businesses open here. And the government is, uh, as far as the barbecue place, uh, the government just seized his business. Yeah, just take it. And yeah. that's, I mean, you know, but I, but I am hopeful. And like we do. So here, the other thing that I have an issue with here is, so the rules are changing and no one tells you. Right. So in our gym, we were told we had to wear masks. Well, you know, of course, hey, I want to keep the gym open. I'll wear a damn mask. Well, I wear one of those plastic ones that don't do shit that looks like a reverse hockey visor. Cool. That's within the rules. Well, then I find out actually during your heavy set, you could take that off. Oh, really? They, they changed the rule like during which before they were like, we don't give a shit what you're doing. If you're in that building, you have a mask on. Right. But you find that out. I'm like, well, when did that happen? Right. But but no gyms know that around town. So they will come yell at you if you pulled it down, not knowing. Well, that's now your policy, which is fine if you want to leave it. Right. But if you want to know the legal policy, right. you can take it off. Yeah. So what's happening here in well, where we live is you don't have to wear your mask while you're engaging in exercise. Exactly. So we tell our members, <clears throat> got to have a mask on, but you can... Take it down when you're doing your sets. And then pull it back on and walk and to your next machine. Do your best or... to wear it for the rest of the time and when you're yeah. around. But um, what a lot of other gyms are doing, especially the big chains, is what happens is you get someone who's a complainer. Mm -hmm. And they'll see someone who has their mask down and maybe they reach for a plate and to put a plate on their machine. And so they'll go up and go, that guy left his station with his mask down for a second. He didn't pull his mask up when he reached for that plate or he took the dumbbells to the rack back to the rack without putting his mask up because mm -hmm. they'll like have the dumbbells of put them back on the rack and pull their mask up and walk away. Right. And spray the spray the handles and they'll go, well, that guy's not that guy wasn't, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's just, yeah. And it's the, just the complaints pour in at such a ridiculous level from these insane lunatics mm -hmm. that that they just go, fuck it, everyone has to wear the mask the whole time. Can't take it down. Right. Because they just, they can't put up with it. They can't manage all the complainers and all the fear, the people that are super afraid and they just can't handle it. Um, however, with our gym, because we have a much smaller membership base, mm -hmm. we're like, and plus we're like, we're like, no, we're only going to enforce the mandate. Yeah. You know, the mandate mm -hmm. is you have to wear it unless you're exercising. So that's what we ask people to do. Yeah. So. The only thing that makes life difficult for us a little bit is some people take their mask off and put it in their pocket when they do their set. Yeah. And then someone sees them and goes, that guy doesn't have a mask on at all. And yeah. they complain. And so we've had, we have to deal with that sometimes. I'll tell people, I'm like, listen, can you just keep it on your chin? Yeah, no, I, I do the same. You'll see in all my videos now. Yeah. I just slide, I mean, number one, I don't want to take it on and off, but I do yeah. it for the exact same reason because when I post a video, I don't want to even be like, so you just don't give a fuck. And I actually right. don't, but I do because of the gym. You know what right. I mean? You know, what we have here that sucks that we've had to deal with is, so you can be an anonymous complainer to the health department and, but zero proof required. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning yeah, I own Dusty's gym down the street from West coast iron and you're kicking my ass. Yep. I just sent in a complaint. And I know oh, yeah. that that has happened at our gym because we, he got more, more on people about wearing masks. Like he was like, guys, we got to stay open. And I'm even telling people like, Hey, put on your, like, no, off your sets, pull it down, whatever. 
And then we randomly got a complaint. And I'm like, well, I know a gym right down the street that's at 30% of what they used to be. And you signed up 11 members today. Yeah. Pretty sure I know who the anonymous complainer is. It's not the people in here. Yep. Yeah. You know? Well, I guarantee that's happening. <clears throat> I guarantee yeah. there's a lot of that happening. So up here, 100% of their inspections, well, I was told, the, they told me the 100% of their inspections are complaint driven. Yeah. So, you know, we've had bylaw uh, a couple times. We've had WorkSafe a couple times. We've had fire department a couple times. But they all came down and they're like, oh, man, you guys are like, you're kicking ass down here. And like, what more can you do? Everyone's got a spray bottle. You know, you're well ventilated. Everyone's got their masks on. So um, they understand that they're chasing down a lot of bullshit complaints. Mm-hmm. And then even that it's funny, too, because even the guys that come in, like the bylaw guys that came in, they're like, yeah, some of the stuff that we hear. I mean, some people just shouldn't be leaving their house. They're just not ready. Right. Yeah. They're just We're not, not ready to leave their house. Home, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're, they're just too freaked out. Yeah. So, yeah, so. I mean, I don't know. What do you do? You agree, though? I just I don't see it uh, changing anytime soon as far as I, I think I, I'm I'm. I'm thinking third quarter too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm very, I'm a positive thinker, mm-hmm. and I like to stay positive that you know things are going to get better. Um, but uh, I, I think they're probably gonna we're gonna be you know under some sort of restriction until I think at least third quarter. Right. So, but hey, man, if you know as long as we as long as we don't get shut, we're you know, we want to cruise through this next fucking third wave. Yeah, no, I, I, that's how I feel. Is I think the part that's bad is the insulting part. Like when it's so obvious, like, hey, you need to watch this, this, and this, and this. But, you know, we're filling every seat of this airplane. Yeah. Well, up here in Canada, we're having all these scandals because, you know, the Canadian government said um, it rec- highly recommended you do not travel and all this stuff. And then all the politicians went to Mexico for New Year's. Yeah. And so, and and took all these holidays and all the people are just like, like fucking pissed. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. and that's the norm and that's what we have here. So I think that that's going to be the explosion is because when it's ridiculous, like I told people like, I understand it doesn't make sense that I'm taking my mask off during my set. It's when I'm breathing and doing the most actually, but sense. on the flip, no one is ever within six feet of me while I'm doing that other than my training partner. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not concerned, but yeah, I think that, uh, as long as people have that attitude, I'm just happy. Like right now, man, every time I come to the gym and there's people in there, as much as I enjoyed it for selfish reasons, man, it's good to come in and have to look for parking. <laughs> that makes me happy. I do want to get my I, own spot. But I, like, I love when I show up and I have to look for parking. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. I don't make any money on the deal. I'm still happy. <laughs> well, hoping to one day. So, okay, man. Thanks, Dusty. Thanks, everybody. Remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, ring the bell. Make sure you follow Missy Truscott and, you know, like all her photos and support her and cheer for her next year at the Arnold. Yes, I love that she's doing the Arnold. I love that she's doing it, too. Thanks to her once again for coming on the show. Thanks, Dusty. No doubt. Until next time. You bet. Remember, it's just bodybuilding.